destroy my enthusiasm for uh, okay. fantasy football. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we're going to start a quarterback, Wolf, and I'm just going to throw a few names out here of players that are probably available for you to pick up, not necessarily in your league, Wolf, okay. but in the other leagues that people are out there, especially if you're just like kind of like an office league where it's not the super hardcore people that probably listen to this show. Um, and I'm gonna, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of these names, Wolf. Tua, let's start with Tua. Okay, Tua Tunga Bailoa. Yes. Six touchdowns last week. He was not drafted in uh, any of the leagues I'm in, except uh, he was accidentally drafted by me in one league. Total accident as a backup. But I tell you what, you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That is, even if you're not a great quarterback, you're going to put up numbers with those two. Yeah, no, those those are really dangerous receivers, as you well know. Who's the Miami Dolphins playing? Who are they playing? Buffalo. Do you have that in Buffalo. front of you right yes, now? Yes, they're playing the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so you would think to yourself that the Miami Dolphins are going to be behind in this game, and that means they're going to throw the ball, and I imagine throw the ball a lot. The question you've got to ask yourself right now is how good is that Buffalo Bills defense? How good are they at actually stopping the pass? I'm going to say pretty good. Can I tell you right now that they are incredible at doing that? Number two in the National Football League and passing yards per game allowed and passing yards per play allowed. So as far as Tua Tungavailoa goes and any Miami Dolphin receiver, I wouldn't put too much stock in the numbers they're going to be able to produce this week. Yeah, I don't think I would start Tua this week. It's going to be interesting coming off a six-touchdown game. I'm sure some people are going to. I'm a big matchups guy when it comes to fantasy football if they're extreme, and you just pointed out a very extreme one. I don't want to start guys against Buffalo. I mean, I'll still start Tyreek Hill, but but I do think if Tua's out there, might be worth picking up just for future use, just to kind of stash on your bench. And the other one, Wolf, I, I, Jared Goff is slinging it here through the first couple games. Detroit is 1-1. One and one. I'm not saying that they're going to be amazing. I'm not saying Jared Goff's going to be amazing. He might be somebody you wouldn't mind having on your bench because the other name that's out there is Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just don't picture Jimmy Garoppolo as somebody that throws the ball very often. Like, he's not he's not going to take the risks to give you fantasy points. Yeah, who are the 49ers playing once again? This is something that's going to be uh, via game plan, of course, based on who they might be playing out there. And that's, um, yep. that's what I would weigh as to who Jimmy G is actually going to play. Well, they're going to be playing Denver, which means they're going to play a team that scores in increments of three all day. <laughs> So I don't know how that might impact your decision-making. And where are they playing that game? Denver. Okay, Denver. Which means they won't kick the uh, closer field goals. Yeah, Jimmy G, we're going to get you to go out there and start against the Denver Broncos, who do still have a very good defense, in my opinion. 
good pass rush overall. Pretty good pass defense as well. So because of that, no, I wouldn't start Jimmy G. Yeah, and when, of course, we're trying to get you the kind of like the mid-tier guys that might be available in your league or you might be debating if you should put them in there. I'm going to throw this name at you, Wolf, at running back. I did some research. The most added player in fantasy football this week is Daryl Williams. Is that right? That's right. The most added player. What do you mean the most added player? The most You're added player. They've got they've got stats for that. Oh, Somebody yeah, who's absolutely. Well, yeah. oh, this is well life. because look, I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be a most added player because he was drafted. Daryl Williams wasn't drafted in a ton of leagues. Yes. He's not a starter, yeah. but he's being added a lot, partially because James Conner's questionable. Also, I think partially because of how Daryl Williams looked last week. It's the combination thereof, right there. Honestly, you know what? I I would add. Daryl Williams as well. well. I know you would. You stop and think about it. Well, again, I wouldn't because I don't have a fantasy team. But you would draft one just to have Daryl Williams on the team. But Daryl Williams um, against the Rams, uh-huh. where I think the Arizona Cardinals have got to establish the running game, where they got to remain balanced, where I could actually see Kyler Murray targeting running backs as well, coming out of the backfield. If James Conner is not healthy, there's a really good chance Daryl Williams is going to be the guy. Not Eno Benjamin. It's going to be Daryl Williams as the backup to James Conner. And then Eno Benjamin will be the changeup to Daryl Williams at that point in time. I think there's a real good possibility people are adding Daryl Williams because of that possibility. Well, see, and he's one of those guys that if you if you live in the Valley and you're playing in a fantasy football league with a bunch of other people in the Valley, I think most of them have probably caught on that Daryl Williams may get a lot of reps this weekend. But if you are like in a league with a bunch of your buddies from college and they live all over the country, yeah, you could probably go out there and get Daryl Williams right now. And, and that was kind of my follow-up to it, Wolf. A lot of people look... And you say, okay, well, you're playing the Rams. Do I really want to start a running back against the Rams defense if he's starting? This is all predicated on if James Conner doesn't play. But the Rams run defense isn't, it's not, it's not elite necessarily at this point. No, um, no, there's no doubt about that, Luke. It's, it's not elite. It's um, they're going to run right bad. at them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it has not been good at all. And yet at the same time, um, the opportunity is there. It really is. They're going to be balanced, and they're going to screen a lot. I would imagine some wide receiver screens trying to tire out Aaron Donald as well. That's going to be heavy in the game plan this week, and maybe some flat-out running back screens to try to wear down or take advantage of Aaron Donald and his aggressiveness rushing the passer. Uh, wide receiver, this is a trend I wanted to, to point out to you and, and get your thoughts on uh, three rookies in particular. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave already making an impact at the receiver position in just their first two weeks of the season. Drake London's up to 160 yards. Uh, Garrett Wilson, 154, had a couple scores in the game that's actually playing in the, uh, the replay in the studio right now. Jets-Browns. And then Chris Olave, they already, Jameis Winston throws to him a lot. Typically, wide receiver for a rookie you don't necessarily see this many guys making an impact right away unless no. it's like an Odell Beckham a few years ago or like Justin Jefferson when he stepped in. But you don't typically see this many this quickly. Especially when you have Jameis Winston as your quarterback. And again, I'm not trying to rip Jameis Winston. No, but but so every much of pass, the time, it either is intercepted <laughs> or caught. You know, I mean, yeah. it just, yeah, he's he's hit or miss. on so It's all or nothing, basically, with Jameis Winston. But... Man, that's cool to see that. Chris Olave, there was a guy that we really liked when he came out. 
man, you just had this feeling. If of all the receivers, that guy was NFL ready. He may not have been the most talented of all the receivers that came out. But to me, it was NFL ready. Well, and that's that's kind of the point here is you, you've got one of these rookie receivers, those three, not just any rookie receiver, but Drake London, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I saw, was I don't know what the numbers were on him, but I know he was picked up in a lot of leagues this week. So he may be right there with uh, with Darrell Williams. But uh, but yeah, even Chris Olave, they throw to him a lot. Wolf, we'll wrap up on this with defense. Tampa Bay, I mentioned before, 10 sacks. That leads the NFL. Buffalo, 9. Dallas, 8. When you just look around the league, which defense is the one? And I'm not even talking fantasy here for a second because I think defense, you just kind of want the best defense. I always try to play matchups with defense. Like, I like to have a great one, but then also have, like, somebody that, if I had Buffalo this week and they're playing Miami, I'd like to have somebody just has a really good matchup. But when you look around the league, what defense scares you the most? (sighs) You know, honestly, um, I, I don't know. I just haven't seen enough tape on it for the most part. Uh, Tampa Bay, there's no doubt. Todd Bowles, I respect him so much. Um, some of the numbers they've actually posted, I think, are pretty good. Right now, they're top 10 in every category, every major category you could have, whether it's total yards per game or yards per play. And basically, when you look at that, when you look at those numbers right there, and you look at the sacks that they have generated Um, I'm going to take Todd Bowles and I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their defense and what they're doing and say that's Super Bowl caliber. And I love what they do. Not only the ability to shut down the run, but also the ability to get to your quarterback and kill him, basically. And that's a Todd Bowles thing. Like, that's not, he's not going to change that midway through the season. They may not get five sacks a game, but he's still, he's, that's Todd Bowles. (laughs) He just, he goes after your quarterback. Tampa has played Dallas, but it was Dallas when they had Dak for most of the game and New Orleans in their first two games, too. So all those numbers you just read about defensive, you know, being efficient defensively, they've been against two decent offenses. No, there's no doubt, man. They really have. And one of the other things they do so well is they get off the field. They're so good on third down, and that's Todd Bowles once again. That is a Todd Bowles staple to get off the field on third down. Number two. I believe, number two in the National Football League right now in third down defense. That's, so that's your uh, fantasy reality check heading into week three and also a reality check for all of us that Tampa Bay and Tom Brady may end up back in the Super Bowl this year.